Yes, praise the Lord. Let's search some scriptures together. Hey, and let's look at, uh, <clears throat> yes, Jesus will heal you now. <laughs> oh, many people just think, no, he won't, or you can't say that, or you can't be speaking. I'm, I'm just going to tell you what the scriptures say. <clears throat> Jesus said himself in the book of John, he says, search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life. And these are they which testify of me. <laughs> That's in John chapter 5. So let's just let the word of God testify about this. <clears throat> yes, Jesus will heal you now. So let's search some scriptures. <clears throat> let's go first to... Uh, uh, we'll go to the book of book of Matthew here, and let's look in Matthew <clears throat> chapter eight here. <clears throat> it's amazing when you just take the book of Matthew alone, you will convince yourself that Jesus will heal you. <clears throat> so anyway, the book of Matthew is actually all a recorded history of what Jesus did. <clears throat> And he didn't just do it then and just say, well, you know, that's the end of it, you know. No. He did it then to show us that he's doing it today. But anyway, because the book of Hebrews tells us in chapter 13, verse 8, Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. So let's take a look at these things. Oh, let me get over there to it. Oh, Matthew chapter 8. And let's start here. At, um, at verse 1. And watch how interesting this gets immediately. <clears throat> Matthew chapter 8, <clears throat> verse 1. When he was come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. Okay, all right. A lot of people are following him. You know, haven't you got something better to do? I mean, <laughs> I mean, some people think, well, he's just the religious people. No, actually, the religious people were mad at Jesus. <clears throat> it says here, the multitudes... And it said, great multitudes followed him. And behold, there came a leper and worshipped him. Oh, so this leper wants to come in there and just say hallelujah. No, no. <laughs> let me tell you why this leper came to worship Jesus. Saying, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. Oh, man, please. I mean, don't you know that a man's soul is more important than uh, uh, a sickness or disease or something that might be skin problems or whatever? You know, maybe this fellow deserved it. Maybe he was doing something he shouldn't have done and whatever. Well, probably so. But that doesn't stop the mercy of God. My goodness sakes alive. We talk ourselves. In other words, if we were this leper, we would have just walked off. And we certainly wouldn't have been worshiping Jesus. But this leper did. Let's see what he did. <clears throat> because it was recorded what he said. What do we care? Why don't we just say the guy was healed and walked away? No, there's more to it. And behold, there came a leper and worshiped him saying, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. Jesus put forth his hand. Oh my goodness. Doesn't Jesus know you have to watch out? I mean, you might catch something. I mean, Jesus, you're the son of God. You can't be touching this stuff. Mercy, you know. Don't you remember your own book in the Old Testament, you know, you stay away from this kind of stuff. Hmm. Well, remember, Jesus is God. And he reached forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will. You know, we could stop right there for a long time and just talk about <clears throat> Jesus' will toward this leper. So I guess it's his will for this leper, or it was. But today, it's different. No, that's where we mess up. Yeah, but I, I, I noticed something. It never did happen for me the other day, whatever. Oh, so because... You think it never did happen to you, or at some time or another, you've got a 
you know, history lesson in your own life that says, well, it didn't happen, so I guess it must not be the will of God. That's ridiculous. Everything that does not happen doesn't mean it's the will of God. You ever thought about the Lord's Prayer? The Lord's Prayer says, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Well, what do we need to pray about that for if it's just automatic? Well, just leave it be. Saints, it's not automatic. <laughs> it's not. Anyway, Jesus stretched forth his hand. He said, I will. Be thou clean. And the Bible says <clears throat> right here, as the story goes on, and immediately his leprosy was cleansed. Now, wonder if there's anything right there we could do. Suppose we had leprosy. What should we do? We should do the same thing. Come to Jesus. And don't come to Jesus wondering whether or not he's going to change his mind. He's not going to change his mind. He's the same. All you got to do is bring this before the Lord and say, you know, Lord, I got a little skin trouble here. You know, I got these little things keep showing up on my neck or whatever. And I keep going down the doctor and they keep taking these things off. But you know what? <laughs> my insurance is not covering it all the time. And this is getting to be expensive. And I'm just letting some of these things go. And it's ridiculous. And I'm starting to worry about some of these things. Some of these things might be cancerous or whatever. But Lord, this leper came to you, Matthew chapter 8. And he said, Lord... If you're willing, you can make me whole. And you said, I will. And you stretched forth your hand, you touched him, and he was healed. Wow. Hmm. Well, that's just it. You know, see, if I was there, you know, if, if I was really, really there, and Jesus could touch me. Oh, is that right? So you're saying you have to be present, huh? Hmm. I'm glad you mentioned that. Because let's go a little bit further here. In this eighth chapter, look at verse 5. And when Jesus entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion. That means an army officer. Okay, we'll just call him a colonel. Okay, really probably a captain, but no, no, no difference. Saying, Lord, my servant lies at home, sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. In other words, this guy's paralyzed. You know, if you don't, you know, I don't know about you, but there's some things that, you know, it's just so terrible in life, you don't hardly want to think about it. But think just a moment with me. What if you were paralyzed? You would think it's all over, wouldn't you? I mean, that's it. It's wheelchair, strap you in it, and you can't do anything but move your tongue and your eyelids. That's horrible, isn't it? Well, this guy here is grievously tormented. His servant. Wow. But you notice the centurion didn't say, well, you know what, you know, uh, sometimes these things happen, whatever, and maybe this uh, this young fellow deserved it or whatever. He didn't, he didn't say that. He said, Lord, my servant lies at home, sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. Jesus said unto him, I will, oh my goodness, Jesus, uh, you're starting to mess with my theology here because you're saying, I will come and heal him. Hmm. Well, it'd be nice if he, that's, that's good. That's Jesus was just going to come. See, we just need to be where Jesus is. If we could have been back in those days and Jesus just could come over, you know, and that'd do it. Well, no, no, let's just read the story. Jesus said, I'll come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof, but speak the word only and my servant shall be healed. So what did this fellow say? Uh, Jesus, you don't need to bother coming over. I got a better way because I know what you do. He says, for I'm a man under authority. In other words, I'm in the army. I'm in the military. And I've got soldiers under me. And I say to them, hey, you go do this. And they do it. And I say to this guy, go. And he goes. And to another, come. And he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he do it. He does it. That's if he was walking, but now he's <laughs> paralyzed. When Jesus heard it, he marveled, and he said unto them that followed, Verily, verily. In other words, he's saying, you know, I'm telling you guys the whole truth right here. I have not found so great faith. No, not in all of Israel. Now, wait a minute. What was he calling great faith? Having Jesus come over to his house? No. 
Mm -mm. Just saying, Jesus, all you got to do is say it, and my servant's going to be healed. Wow. Anyway, Jesus goes on to say, And I say unto you that many shall come from the east and west and shall sit down with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. Do you see how he's including all of us in this? So this is not just a tale between Jesus and this special, special incident with this captain of this army. Mm -mm. All of us are included here. And they're all going to sit down with Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the children of the kingdom shall be cast out into outer darkness, and there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And the centurion said unto the, excuse me, and Jesus said unto the centurion, Go your way. As thou hast believed, so be it done unto thee. Wow. And his, her, his servant was healed in the self-same hour. Now, what are we going to do with this, saints? Well, all this stuff about, you know, well, if I just could have been there, if I could have just been on the shores of Galilee, I mean, I know Jesus could have healed me. You know? That's ridiculous. You know what? When Jesus was on the shores of Galilee, <clears throat> he didn't do all the healing to everybody. In uh, Matthew, we'll go over and look at this. Look at Matthew chapter uh, Matthew chapter nine. Watch this. If you go to Matthew chapter nine, and uh, let's look over here at. Uh, well, let me get to it here. Hold on, one second. Matthew again, not far from chapter eight, is it? Matthew chapter. Uh, let's go to ten. Matthew chapter ten, and verse one. And when he called unto him his twelve disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. Uh, beg your pardon? No, there you go. Now there's twelve disciples running around doing the same thing. Verse 2, he gives the names of all the twelve disciples. Say, so why, why do you give the names? Because, saints, this really happened. This was not a fairy tale. I mean, my goodness, you can't have St. Peter jokes if St. Peter was never real. <laughs> At the pearly gates, St. Peter said. Well, no, he actually existed. Praise the Lord. Anyways, Peter and Paul, I mean, Peter and Andrew and all those fellas. But anyway, let's keep going. Look down here at uh, 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 verse 5. Uh, These twelve Jesus sent forth and commanded them, saying, Go not into the way of the Gentiles, uh, and into any city of the Samaritans enter you not, but rather go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. And notice this, verse 8. Heal the sick. Well, I guess Jesus has changed a little bit today, hadn't he? He doesn't heal the sick anymore. It's all up to our hospitals and whatever. Oh, really? Well, how's the hospitals doing? <laughs> They're doing the best they can. They at least have a heart. They at least, when you come in the door, they don't tell you when you come in the door and say, well, you know, and I don't know if we really feel like working hard today. I mean, might not be our will to work on you today. You know, we just... We just kind of just, sometimes we work and sometimes we don't. Are you kidding me? Who would ever go to that kind of hospital? Those doctors better be working. <laughs> well, let me tell you something. God is much better than all that. My goodness. He told his disciples, when you go into a city and when you find somebody sick, you heal the sick that are there. Wow. And he said, cleanse the lepers, cast out devils, <laughs> raise the dead. Something else he says here is very important. I think it's great. <clears throat> Look what he says here. He says, freely you have received, freely give. In other words, uh, <clears throat> it's not just that uh, you can go out there and, and help somebody else, and then you're going to come down with terrible sore throat and whatever, and or come down with some bad diseases and whatever. No, it is for all of us. Where have we been? Well, I'll tell you where we've been. 
We've been preaching everything but the Bible. We've been reading everything but the Bible. I'll tell you what, when you start believing the Bible, you will start having Bible results. So will God heal me? Sure looks like it to me. Of course he'll heal you, praise the Lord. You know, you've got the, let me just give you a little simple Bible lesson here. Just over overview a little bit. <clears throat> you've got Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Those are actual historic documents of what Jesus said and did. Then the next book of the Bible is called A-C-T-S, Acts. Hmm, wonder what that is. Again, it is another history book, but this time it is totally without Jesus. Acts chapter 1, Jesus says, so long, <laughs> we'll see you later. He ascends up into the heavens and he is gone. Oh my goodness, so I guess all this stuff is over with. No, it's not over with. <laughs> not by a long shot. The book of Acts is just what it means. It is the Acts of the Christians, praise the Lord. You can say it's the Acts of the Apostles, but it's not just the Apostles, because in Acts chapter 8, that fellow was not an Apostle. Philip was nothing but a, just a deacon. He was a deacon, and he went into this one town, and he said, hmm, let me tell you all about Jesus. And in verses 1 through 8, he healed the whole town. Everybody that was sick came to uh, Philip. No, so one Peter. And this is not the Philip that was one of, uh, of the disciples, Nathaniel's brother. No, uh, just, just good old Philip. Wow. Just a deacon. Hmm. What do we do with all this? I'll tell you what else we do. In the, uh, also in the book of, book of Acts, uh, chapter 7 talks about a fellow by the name of Stephen. Stephen was not an apostle. He was not one of the twelve. And great miracles were being done by him. What is going on? Well, see, this is what's so great about it. Jesus Christ is truly the same yesterday, today, and forever. Well, anyway, <clears throat> let's go to uh, uh, let's go to the book of Luke just a moment. Let me show you something in Luke. <clears throat> uh, Luke's gospel. And I want to go to uh, Luke chapter 9 first. Luke chapter 9 is actually a repeat of what we heard in uh, uh, Matthew chapter 10. So Luke 9 and verse 1. Then he called his 12 disciples together and he gave them power and authority over all devils and to cure diseases. Praise the Lord. And he said, and he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Now, I mean, notice he didn't say, now look, when you get there, you need to ask a couple of questions. First thing I want you to do is ask the individual, why should I heal you? <laughs> Listen, that's not in there. If you are sick, you can be healed. God wants you to be healed. Now, you may have all these questions in your mind saying, well, okay, wonder what good thing I'm going to do to be able to earn healing. <laughs> Believe me, nothing, nothing whatsoever. Do you notice Jesus said to the disciples when he, do this, when he did this, uh, when he told them to do this, he said, you tell them that the kingdom of God is at hand. Let me tell you something. You are a citizen. I'm a citizen of the United States, and I have certain rights. You know, and everybody that's a citizen of America has certain rights. Whatever country you are, I mean, the, the, they've got certain rights. Well, guess what? As, as a child of God, you're in the kingdom of God. You've got certain rights. One of those things is God will make you well. I don't know how we get all this stuff so backward. You know, even in the United States, they're one of the highest topics that they're talking about is health care. You know, everybody's entitled to this. Well, let me tell you something. The kingdom of God, it's, it's better than that. Uh, health care, my goodness. Yes, God wants to take care of you. He does. Your body, he wants you to be well. I mean, if words mean anything, 
I mean, if I read the Bible today and never had read it, that's what I'd be getting out of this. Praise the Lord. Now, we got Luke chapter 9, and if numbers served me well, the next chapter after 9 would be what? It would be 10. Let's see what happens in the 10th chapter here. Okay, Luke chapter 9, and let's go over here to uh, verse 10. Uh, let's see, I'm getting there. I'm scrolling along here. Luke chapter 9, here we are, we're almost there. Let's see what happens here in, uh, in verse 10. Okay, because there's something very neat I want you to see here. I'm having to turn, turn some pages here. Okay. Okay, here we go. Luke chapter 10 now. <clears throat> Verse 1. After these things, the Lord appointed other 70 also. Oh my goodness. So what happened to the 12? Well, we need more. <laughs> now there's 70. So now we got 70 plus 12, so that'd be 82. Plus Jesus be 83. <laughs> And actually, one time, I'll tell you this, in uh, uh, Mark chapter 9, you can look it up there, uh, the disciples found a guy, and they said, hey, Lord, there was a guy that was casting out devils. He was doing all these things, and we told him to cut it out because he wasn't one of us. And Jesus turned around to the disciples and said, whoa, 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 don't stop him. He's on our side. He said, there's nobody that can do a miracle in my name and speak, speak evil of me. Praise the Lord. So, I mean, so the numbers here of people that can do this are endless. Praise the Lord. Okay, but anyway, watch this. So here we are, Luke chapter 10, verse 1. And so he sent them two by two before his face every uh, into every city and place, whither he himself went and would come. Therefore he said unto them, The harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Pray the Lord of the harvest that he would send forth laborers into his harvest. My goodness, you mean God would send some more? Yeah, he's sending you. Once you find out about this, guess what? You're going to be telling people about it. Freely receive, freely give. I mean, you start learning how to have uh, freedom from cricks in your neck and freedom from, you know, from struggling with your eyes that are not working right or your knee that's not working right or whatever. You start finding out Jesus will make you whole. I mean, it's going to be very hard to keep you quiet. Anyway, <clears throat> so he says, go your ways. Uh, Behold, I send you forth as lambs among wolves. Carry neither purse nor scrip. Now, remember, he's talking to 70 of them now. And salute no man, by the way. And into whatsoever house you enter, first say, Peace be to this house. And if the Son of Peace be there, your peace shall rest upon it. But if not, it will return to you. And in the same house, remain eating and drinking such things as they give you. For the labor is worthy uh, of his hire. Go not from house to house, and into whatever city you enter, and they receive you, eat such things that are set before you, and heal the sick that are therein. Golly bum! Wouldn't it great, be great if you were in one of those cities? Then when they got there, guess what? They were under order to heal everybody in that city. And guess what? You'd be healed. Well, too bad. It don't work today, does it? <laughs> yes, it works today, praise the Lord. It works fantastic. It works the same way. Let's go over here and let's look. Let's take an example of this. <clears throat> First, let's go to um, uh, the book of James here. Uh, James, almost near the end of the Bible, about five or six books from the end. And let's go to James, and let's go to uh, chapter 5. Now, a little bit of history about James, the author here. James was actually one of the Lord's physical brothers. Remember Mary and Joseph, the mom and dad, the Christmas story? Well, later on, little James was born. <laughs> Jesus was the older brother, so he took care of him, I'm sure, a time or two. Anyway, James chapter 5, and let's look over here at, uh, let's take it, start here at verse uh, all along about verse 13 here. And so James must have learned some things about his brother, Jesus. He says, is any among you afflicted? In other words, if you're having a tough day, guess what he says? Let him pray. 
Oh, brother, I'm not a man of prayer. Well, then you're going to be a man of being afflicted. <laughs> you're going to be a person that has lots of problems. If you will, but just say, God, get me out of trouble today. He would. Notice the list goes on. Let him pray. He says, is any merry? Well, let him sing psalms. Well, isn't that what we do? Boy, we're happy. We got a tune, buddy. We're just singing along. And right. Now, look what else he says. Is any, let's see. I don't know what this four-letter word is. It's S-I-C-K. It's got to mean something spiritual here. It can't possibly mean, you know, if you're feeling bad and your knee's hurting or your, you know, stomach's upset or cancer or whatever. It can't mean that. Oh, yes, it does, too. Is any sick among you? See, the problem is we don't hear this enough. If you would hear this enough, the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And remember, Jesus said, I've gone all over Israel and not found such great faith as this. So in other words, Jesus is looking for faith. Why? Because you don't get anything unless you use your faith. He that comes to God must believe he is, and he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Remember, he said, be it done unto thee according to thy faith. So if you spend all your time thinking, I can't wait till I get to heaven to ask God why I could not be healed. I have got some words I want to say to him. Believe me, <laughs> he's going to point to what he said a long time ago. <clears throat> all right, anyway, so he says, is any sick among you? Let's see what happens. Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick. Hmm. It doesn't say anything about yes, no, or maybe there, does it? It's all yes is what it says. Yeah, but I guess that means if you're just you're just the best Christian in the world, and it probably means those who have, you know, just, you know, they're just perfect. Well, no, 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 no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's keep reading. Uh, chapter, I mean, chapter 5, this is James 5. Look at verse 15 again. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. Wow. Isn't that something? Now look at this next part. It's very interesting. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Now I want to ask you something. Where have we been concerning that? We feel like we have to earn our healing. We feel like, you know, God only heals those that are just so goody, goody, goody. His special what? That's not true. If you had children and maybe one of them you had a little bit of trouble with, you know, had spank a lot and whatever. And it was time for dinner or whatever or whatever. Or maybe one of them, let's just say one of them was hurt, you know. And it was that one that, uh, you know, you've had to spank a little bit more than usual. <laughs> and they're hurt and they're come crying to you. What would you do? Well, serves you right. You little, you know, you put mom, your mama and your daddy through so much trouble. And once you sit over there and bleed. <laughs> you kidding me? Would you do that? Do they do that when you get to the hospital? Once they find out that you're a, a, a victim of a shooting or whatever, once they find out, well, mercy sakes, wow, huh, this guy deserves it, you know. Once he's been doing out shooting other people and he gets shot up, whatever, I'm telling you, even our police department is smarter than that. Our police department will get a bad guy and take him to the hospital. I'm telling you, mercy. So we think, you know, that God just won't do anything. That's not what it says right here. He says, and if he's committed sins, they'll be forgiven him. And then he'll be healed. No, he already said the Lord will raise him up. I'll tell you what, God wants you to be well. He does. Now, let's go ahead a little further. Look at verse 16. Confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that ye may be healed. Huh? Yeah. So God wants you to pray that you will be healed. 
But we got people today saying all the time, well, you never know if God wants you to be well or not. So you should just pray and just decide, you know, well, God, if you want so-and-so to be healed, then raise them up. And then you walk away and go, see there, got my prayer answered because it can go either way. If he gets up, well, then it was the Lord's will. If he don't, then hey, it's not the Lord's will. Now, that's not what it says here. It says, pray one for another that you may be healed. Then he goes on and says, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man. So in other words, he's paralleling you. He's going to give a type and shadow about you. He says, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man, he's referring to you because he was just talking about prayer, avails much. In other words, brings much power on the scene. Or in other words, it will work. Look at verse 17. He says, Elijah was a man of like passions as we are. But, of course, we we just think he was such a spiritual spiritual hotshot in the Bible. I mean, my goodness, all the prophets of Baal and all this kind of stuff. Well, let me tell you something. One time, Elisha got scared, and he was running from Jezebel. Jezebel said, I'm going to kill you. And remember, Elijah said, Lord, I'm the only Christian left. You might as well just kill me. Well, God wasn't going to kill him anyway. Gee. God had to tell Elijah, let me tell you something, you quit your whining. I got 7,000 that are just like you that want to serve me. So quit your whining. And Elijah said, okay, all right. (laughs) And he stopped. But anyway, back to this, he says, Elijah did what? He said, he prayed that it might not rain and it rained not on the earth by the space of three three years and and six months. In other words, Elijah said, there ain't going to be a drop of rain until I say so. Can you feel that way about your prayers? Or do you think that, well, when I pray, you never know if it's going to work. Now, he was talking about praying for one another that you'll what? Be healed. In other words, your faith should work. The prayer of faith will raise the sick. I mean, will we'll save the sick. Praise God. But anyway, it'll do a whole lot more too. But anyway, he says, according to uh, this, you and I, we're just like Elijah. And then he said he prayed again and the heaven gave rain and brought forth her fruit. My goodness. You talk about a weatherman. Hallelujah. All you people that try to, you know, you got flowers and stuff around your house and your yard, you spend a lot of money out there and you just whine and complain, just saying it's just, it's just so dry out there. And you're not taking the opportunity to say, Lord, I'm asking for some rain in the name of Jesus on my yard. I mean, <laughs> hey, help yourself here. Whatever. He just said you can pray and start the rain and you can pray and stop the rain. <laughs> oh, brother. Praise the Lord. What are we going to do with all these things? Well, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to believe them. God wants you well. We have got to stop the unbelief and start believing that God wants us well. Well, let's pray. Father, we thank you that by your stripes we're healed. The book of Hebrews says so. <clears throat> it says he bore our sicknesses, carried away our diseases, and by his stripes we're healed. That's what your word says. Lord, you know, it's the same thing concerning finances. It's not that, you know, you want us to be well, and now we're just stuck with all these problems, and we're poor. And we can't have any money and we can't do anything. No, that's not the truth of the Bible. Truth of the Bible is you want us to prosper. You took David's kingdom and you prospered him. You took his son Solomon and he and he prospered too. It was amazing. <clears throat> and Lord, it's the same with us today. <clears throat> 3 John 2, right before Revelation. 3 John, Lord, you said in verse 2, <clears throat> that beloved, I pray of all things that you prosper and be in health. Wow. So Lord, we thank you for that. Psalm 112 says, wealth and riches shall be in his house. So, Lord, we just appreciate that. Well, Lord, if there's any other problem we might be facing, Lord, we just thank you that you'll take care of it. And that doesn't leave anything left but for us to put a smile on our face and to let the next person we know know that we're happy because somebody made us glad. And it was you, Lord, for it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.